from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. And welcome to Live from America, guys. Today is... What is it today? It is Thursday, March 11th, year of our Lord, 2021. And uh, you're watching live from America, guys. And I am your ever so humble, ever so God-loving, but God-fearing host, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot. Thank you so much for joining in with the show today. Um, um, This show has been... This show has been quite a ride, guys. It has been quite a ride from from Facebooks to to YouTubes to Rumbles to Telegrams to to Instagrams. I mean, the show has been quite a ride, and uh, and you guys, as a, as a as a dedicated audience, have been right there from the very beginning. And you are the force multipliers that keep it going. For those who have a hard time still finding us, which is hard to believe, uh, and for those who just don't want to get off of a platform to go watch a show that they really liked, you guys are the ones that make that happen by putting these shows, putting these links in those Facebook groups at the beginning of every show, getting people here, and you guys are the ones that drive this show. So for those watching live right now, I like to give live shout outs for those who are tuning in on YouTube, on the podcast, and then for later on, uh, for the folks that watch later on, you might not get your live shout out, but at least you know that I am grateful that you're watching, sharing, and liking. So Rick Jennings, how you doing this morning, man? Lori McCade. Uh, she says, I never get a shout-out from the horrible state of Pennsylvania. Well, Laura, you get your shout-out today. Hillary Juden, how you doing from Oregon? We got Trinette Mitchell from Texas. Stephanie Inselberg. She says, don't forget to like the video. Exactly. Um, and I'll give you a, a, a quick uh, hint on how you do that. If you're if you're watching and you're in the live chat, you sometimes have to X out of the live chat to like the video and then go back into the live chat. Penny Adams, how you doing? Good to see you. Uh, she said, sending love from Indiana. Brenda Ladd from Berlin, New Hampshire, not too far from me. Of course, if you're in the state of New Hampshire, you're never too far from me because it's quite a small state, but it's nice to have some fellow New Hampshireites. We've got another one, Harlan Bragg from Seabrook, New Hampshire. Good to have you in here, man. Cindy Taylor says, how you doing? Uh, hit the, just hit the like button from Raleigh, North Carolina. Mike Dano, good to see you. Stephen Bryant or Stephen Bryant from Alabama. Thanks for joining in today. Anita Brown from Pennsylvania. It's good to have you in too. Robert Tease Sr. says, yo. He just says, yo. What's up to you, man? Shout out to you. Yo, right back to you. It's good to have you in. Kathy Anderson, good morning. Good to see you. Patricia Costello from Bethlehem, Georgia. Marie from Orlando. I was just in Orlando not too long ago. I'm going to shoot down the list here uh, so we can get some folks that are just joining in now. Pam Ford, Carol Baker from OHIO, the great Midwest state of Ohio. Sherry McDonald and Amanda Cox, good morning to all of you. Thank you so very much. Kristen Don. Donovan as well. Uh, I appreciate. It. I wish I could shout out every one of you, but uh, you know we got uh, we got limited time here. So uh, Joan Swartz says, "Never get a shout out, Joan. You get one too." Sometimes I catch them. Sometimes I do catch them going through the uh, going through the comments. So thank you guys very much. Again, I appreciate it. We got a little over a thousand people watching. Please click that thumbs up button, copy the link, share it out, and uh, because sharing is caring, and it's the only way that life from America can can continue is if it grows as if it as if it grows and that's and we need you um uh, you guys are very you guys play a very key 
uh, part, a very intricate role in making the show grow. Because without the sharing, it doesn't grow. Okay, so I really appreciate you guys doing that. Melissa, thank you. She said, I love your shows daily. I appreciate that. We're going to get right into it, folks, because we got a lot to cover today. We have a lot to cover on this Thursday. Yesterday was a slow media day, but today, not so much. I want to get right to giving our honor, our love, our attention, and our worship, and everything that we have, literally, from the from the fiber, every fiber of our being, to God Almighty in heaven, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, with the verse of the day today to get us started, and that verse comes from Colossians 3, 23, and 24. And if you notice, I read the same verse and give you the same kind of uh, commentary on that verse as I do uh, from the newsletter that I send out every morning, okay? And I'll talk to you about that newsletter in a second here. But the verse of the day is from Colossians 3, 23, and 24. And it says, And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily, as to the Lord and and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance for ye service, uh, for ye serve the Lord Christ. And what that's saying, ladies and gentlemen, is who do you do what you do for? You, whatever you do in a daytime, whatever you do, every time you do anything, every decision you make, every, every, every statement you make, who do you do it for? Do you do it for yourself? Do you do it for to please others? because you want a certain reputation, or do you do it for God? Because once you start doing it for God, only then will you start feeling the reward that God gives you. Now, I wrote this this morning. Think about, think about it this way. When you do something, maybe an act of kindness, or even helping somebody out financially, or giving them advice, who do you do it for? Do you do it for them? Do you do it for yourself in order to make yourself feel good? That is the human way of doing things and what a lot of us do uh, do it for is to please to fle- please the flesh. However, we are to do things for God. God doesn't just want us to do nice things for others in his name, though. He wants us to do it everything in, uh, in his name for him. When we take the dog for a walk, we are to thank him and think of his grace and mercy that he gives to us. When we go to work, We are to thank him and be grateful to him for being able to have a job. A great uh, pastor and, and, and somebody who I admire very much, Ray Comfort, once said, you can change your whole world and your outlook on your life if you change one word in your sentence. Change the word have to the word get. So instead of saying, I have to go to work, say, I get to go to work. Instead of saying, I have to take the kids to school, say, I get to take the kids to school. Instead of saying, I have to clean this messy house, say, I get to clean this messy house. All of this is a gift from God, and we have amazing opportunities every day that we get to experience, and we should always do everything in God's name. Right? Can I get an amen for that, ladies and gentlemen? Can I get a share for that? Can I get a like for that? I mean, think about that. Every little thing that we do in life, if we just change that one word from half to get, it changes everything. Because no longer does it seem like an obligation, it immediately feels like a blessing. 
It is no longer an obligation that you have to do it. It's that you get to do it. Think of the people that don't get to do those things. Think of the people that are homeless that don't have a messy house to get to clean. Think of the people who want to have children but have never been able to have children so that they don't. So we say we have to take the kids to school. No, we get to take our kids to school. Though That one word changes your whole perspective, changes your whole life. And I just wanted to pass that on to you guys today. Remember, you don't have to do anything. You get to do everything because of the grace and because of the mercy of God in heaven. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it a great time to be alive? Isn't it? Change the word half to get and everything in your life changes. All right. Um, I do want to say one thing about the newsletter, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I got a... a, a, a a message today, an email today from somebody who said that it's not only your um, uh, your folder, your inbox folder that you can find it in, and I've been telling you to check your spam folder, but he said he's been finding his in the promotions folder. So if you go, because you have your social folder, you have your inbox, you have your drafts, you have all these other things, but he said if you go into the promotions folder, that maybe that is where your email is going from the newsletter. But he also has Gmail. So I don't know how the other ones work. But if you do have Gmail and you're not receiving the newsletter, but you've signed up for it, definitely check out your promotions folder. And I guarantee you, you'll find a little surprise in there, which is the newsletter, which is the revolution newsletter from JeremyHerald.com. So thank you for that advice. And uh, I'm glad I was able to pass that on to folks because a lot of people have not been getting them. And somebody said, I'm helping folks ditch Gmail. I got you 100%. I feel that too. I feel that too. But so many people have it. And for those who have, that's where you go. In your promotions. Even Linda said, yep, it's in my promotions. So thank you very much for that advice. Okay, we got about 2,000 people watching, but only 776 likes, folks. So if you have to, click out of the live chat, like the video, and then come right back in. We're going to get right to it, guys. First and foremost section of the day, AstraZeneca um, is under fire right now. The AstraZeneca CCP virus vaccine is causing major and massive blood clots. And not only internal blood clots, but blood clots that you can see on the outside of your body. And here's one instance, an actual doctor overseas took the AstraZeneca um, CCP virus vaccine and uh, immediately started seeing blood clots uh, externally on his skin and then died hours later. Another 39-year-old mother just got her second shot of the CCP vaccine uh, or virus vaccine and she also passed away. Now, I'm not saying that every one of these vaccines are going to do this to everybody. I'm saying, guys, that we're, we're experiencing, we gave it a little time, and we're starting to experience major problems with these vaccines for certain people. Now, here's another thing. Seven countries now in Europe, and I'm going to read you these seven countries, and I posted this this morning on my Telegram. Seven countries, Denmark, Norway, Austria, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania and Luxembourg have all suspended all or part of their AstraZeneca vaccine rollout as a precaution while they investigate the concerns related to blood clots. Concerns? People dying is a little bit more than a concern, wouldn't you say? 
So we're experiencing, now that we're giving it a little time, we are seeing people having major problems with not just the AstraZeneca vaccine, but also the Moderna as well and the other ones. So we have, what, three vaccines out now? And each one of these three vaccines, not a one of them, are FDA approved. Let me say that again, folks. This is not something that they can fact check. This is an actual fact from the, um, the FDA.gov. If you go to FDA.gov, they will tell you right there on their website that none of these vaccines are FDA approved. They are still in the emergency rollout uh, phase, meaning that anything can really happen. So not one of these vaccines are FDA approved. So if you are thinking about getting the vaccine or you are being made to get the vaccine, at least, ladies and gentlemen, you have, I mean, it, here's the thing. If you're, if you're being made to get it from your employer or something, you can easily refuse because it's not FDA approved. You, things have to be FDA approved in order for you to be made to take it from a, from an employer or something. There are other ways around not taking it as well. If you don't want to take it now, those who do want to take it, because there's a lot of people who watch the show who do want to take it. And I'm not here to tell you whether to take it or whether not to take it, because I'm not a doctor. I'm going to always tell you what my opinion is on it. And if you want to take the vaccine, please, please do as much research on that vaccine as possible. You should know what's in it. You should know what problems come with it. You definitely should know that it's not FDA approved because none of them are. And you really need to know what you're putting in your body. Okay. Now I know we, uh, there's been arguments where people say, well, you eat processed foods all the time and you don't know what are, what's in it. Yeah, we do. And that's a choice that we're making. That's a choice that we're making to eat processed Cheetos or drink processed soda or whatever it is. So you should always have a choice and you should make that choice based on the best evidence and the best proof and the best truth that you can find. So just know, go to your, go to the website yourself, FDA.gov. Not a single one of these are approved by the F FDA. Okay. So, you know, part of the show is to bring knowledge. Knowledge is power. The other part of the show is to give power back to the people. I don't care whether they say R or whether they say D or what their agenda is. This show has always been about we, the people, and our ability to get information so that we can make the best uh, decisions uh, based on that, <laughs> based on that uh, information. So I just wanted to start out the show with that today. And remember, seven countries, Denmark, Norway, Austria, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, and Luxembourg, and more to follow, ladies and gentlemen, more to follow. Alan Jones says, hey, how about a shout out? Well, there you go, Alan. You got your shout out, brother. Hi, there you go. <laughs> I caught it in the news threads. And there you go. Uh, uh, Corona Pistol says, I saw the ingredients. Very scary. To which, to which vaccine are you talking about? Because I'd be, I'd be uh, if, if you, have, if you uh, have that list, please send it over to me um, because I would love to see that as well, okay? Um, moving on, President Trump made three statements yesterday. March 10th was a great day if you wanted to hear from your favorite president. Number 45, because you got to hear from him three times yesterday. Now, this is, this is great, guys. This is great. Hold on. Robert Sterrett says, I want to shout out. Well, there you go, Robert. But this is great because President Trump is, is starting to talk more and he's starting to, he's starting to get involved more. When you, it was one statement every few days, maybe once a week. Now, and then it went from two to two statements 
every few days. Then it went from like two statements a day. And now we're starting to see him come out three times in one day. You're going to see it more and more and more. And when he finds a social media platform that he's going to stick with, whether it be Freedom Fan, whether it be Telegram, wherever it is he's going to land, you're going to start seeing him do exactly what he's always done. And that's constant, 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 constant. Right, Denise Ballard? You're going to, if you're a Trump fan, you're going to love it because you're going to hear him more and more and more. So he was three times yesterday, he came out with a statement. Okay. And the three statements were he first, he put out a statement urging, um, former pro Hall of, Fo- uh, Hall of Fame uh, football player Herschel Walker to run for Georgia Senate he, because he played for the Georgia Bulldogs when he was in college. And he said, if you run for the, uh, for, the Georgia State, uh, for the Georgia Senate, U.S. Senate seat, you will win easily and Georgia, Georgians will love it. Now, I don't know what kind of qualifications Herschel Walker has. I've definitely uh, followed Herschel Walker for a long time. I've seen many of his interviews. I think he would definitely need to polish up, um, you know, polish up the way he's, not the way he speaks so much, but the way he gets the the message out to people. Um, I think he might need to polish that up a little bit. I don't really know what kind of, uh, I am de- definitely understand the U.S. representative role, but I, I don't know what kind of background you should have to be a U.S. Senator, regardless if President Trump is putting his support behind somebody to run for something, not just because they're popular, but be, he, he I, I would imagine that, that, that he has what it takes. So that was a great, um, that was a great statement to hear from President Trump, and I'm super excited uh, for Herschel Walker, especially knowing that he is such a pro-American, pro-America tradition, pro-America first agenda kind of guy, and we already know he's a Trump supporter, so big shout out to Herschel Walker, and if President Trump's putting his support behind you and urging you to do it, then we hope you run, and we will give you any kind of uh, support and any kind of help that, that you need, okay? Um... Moving on, his second statement was to put out another endorsement. What is this, like his 11th endorsement now? To get getting behind pro-America uh, first agenda candidates? So this is his second endorsement. And this is a kind of cool endorsement, really. Because this is putting his endorsement behind Julia Letlow. Julia Letlow, who is the widow of the former U.S. representative-elect who just passed away, um, Luke Letlow, she is running for U.S. Congress... Uh, from Louisiana Districts 5, and um, she's a pro-life, she's strong on crime, she's strong pro-military, and she's definitely an America First candidate. And the fact that she is honoring her late husband and his uh, win, and he was just a, he was just a candidate. I mean, he was just a uh, a representative elect. The fact that she is honoring her husband to me is a heartwarming story. It shows that she is uh, very loyal to what her husband's wishes were and it shows me that she's very loyal to what her husband's skill set was and uh, I don't know her personally I've never had a I've never had a uh, uh, conversation with her but I hope to in the future I hope to have a run-in with her so the great state of Louisiana has a great candidate make sure you get behind her Uh, Julia Letlow she's running for for the same seat that her husband won and uh, he wasn't able to um, he wasn't able to to basically com- complete uh, because uh, because he passed away. So definitely get behind her uh, Congress in Louisiana District 5, okay? And um, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I'd love to meet her. But if you're in Louisiana, then make sure uh, 
make sure you get behind her. Somebody, Andy Kaufman says it won't work. Sorry. I don't know what he, I don't know what he means by that. Douglas Coggle says, let's get an interview with her here. That's exactly. If you have, if anybody in Louisiana who's watching the show now or who will watch the show a little later, uh, if you have any kind of way to c- connect with her and I'll reach out to her too. I'm sure I'll be able to connect with her, but any kind of help is, is definitely appreciative, appreciated. Um, so thank you. I appreciate that. Um, moving on big win for New Hampshire. I got to give you guys an update on New Hampshire, right? I posted this in telegram last night. So um, New Hampshire has been all over this election fraud. Okay. Now we're not going to change anything here in New Hampshire as far as like nationwide, but New Hampshireites are very, very solid in their live free or die beliefs. Live free or die is real here in New Hampshire. You want to know how real live free or die is? Okay. I'll give you, I'll give you an idea of how real live free or die is. Uh, no income tax, no state tax. Don't have to have insurance on your car. (laughs) Believe it or not. Don't have to register your gun. You can buy a gun from anybody and it's it's legal. You don't have to have a license for concealed carry. You don't have to have a license for open carry. You don't have to wear a seatbelt. You don't have to wear a helmet when you ride. Uh, what else? Um, it just goes on and on and on and on. It goes on and on and on and on. So New Hampshire takes this live free or die stuff seriously. And one thing that is very serious is our elections here. We want free elections. Live free. And I was super surprised when I saw it go through the, the different um, branches of government and have so much overwhelmingly bipartisan support to make sure that we get to the bottom, ladies and gentlemen, of this election fraud that we found here in Wyndham, New Hampshire. Because we started doing hand counts of these ballots, getting them away from the Dominion machines, and we found that 6% of all votes that went to Republicans went to actual Democrats. So we did hand counts. We found the problem. And now, ladies and gentlemen, just yesterday, the House Election Law Committee, after it went through the branches of government, voted 20 to 0. 20 to 0 to approve the full forensic audit of Wyndham, New Hampshire voting machines and ballots. So that's going to happen. We are moving forward, ladies and gentlemen, with the full forensic audit here in New Hampshire. And my guess is it will go from Wyndham, New Hampshire, and it will continue on to big places like Manchester, New Hampshire, and hopefully right here where I live in Sullivan County, New Hampshire. I hope the same thing happens here because we need to make sure that from all corners of the state, we have this figured out so none of this kind of stuff happens again. So 20 to 0. What an amazing bipartisan effort. Uh, what an amazing bipartisan piece of, uh, of, of work. Uh, and, and, and you know what? I hope, I hope that New Hampshire kind of sets a precedent here. All right? I hope New Hampshire sets a precedent here that every other state goes, wow, look what they did up there. They worked together. 20 to 0. And even, even when it went through the, 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 the Senate and everything else, it was overwhelmingly bi- bipartisan. So... You know, we got to set we got to set the precedent here from New Hampshire, and I'm very very proud and and happy to be a New Hampshireite when I hear stories like that. Uh, Robert says it's official that Sununu is running for Senate. I don't think it's a hundred percent official yet. Uh, the numbers, uh, the poll numbers, definitely want him. Uh, you know, based on what people are saying anyway, when polling, they want him to run for Senate because we we need to get um, we need to get. Uh, uh, these these Democrats uh, that are that are representing us in Congress and in the Senate out and Sununu would definitely do that. However, who does that leave in who does that leave in in, in you know to fill his seat? We even have Corey Lewandowski, uh, who I would love to run for Senate, but he's polling very low. So maybe we can work with Corey and maybe Corey can become the governor of New Hampshire. I don't know, 
but we definitely got some good things going on here in New Hampshire. We're going to give our first Smarty Award today, guys. First Smarty Award of the day goes to the Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, not only for being the spear of, of the fight towards this radical administration and the people that follow it blindly, I might add, uh, but for many other reasons. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton gets the first Smarty of the day today. And why? Because he is threatening. We talked about this almost almost 10 days ago here on, on Live from America. We knew this was going to start happening, um, especially when we started seeing it was going to be a step-by-step -step process when it came to loosening these COVID restrictions and letting people open back up. But now the Texas Attorney General is threatening the Austin, Texas mayor because the Austin, Texas mayor wants to continue to wear their masky pads and they want to continue to wear double masks, three masks, close every business, destroy everybody. But the Texas Attorney General says, no, 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 no. We are threatening you now with a lawsuit because you are going against the governor's executive order on mask mandates. And this is huge. This is another precedent that will be set. Now, the Austin, uh, Texas mayor came back and said, go ahead. We'll see you in court. You're not going to beat. You're not going to beat them. You're not going to beat the attorney general. You're not going to beat the governor here. This is just a, 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 a far left liberal city wanting to, uh, I'm going to take my ball and go home if we can't have it our way. If we can't continue to ruin America and if we can't continue to shut businesses down and wear our masky pads, then we're going to take our ball and we're going to go home. But the Texas Attorney General says, okay, we'll see you in court. And this is what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to start seeing in these red states, the, the biggest fighters in these red states are going to be not the governor, but the attorney generals. The highest law officer in that land is going to be the key to beating this, this radical Biden residency, okay? They're going to be key because what they're going to start doing is they're going to start taking the governor's executive orders to open up everything and open up to full capacity and stop wearing masks. And they're going to go to these liberal cities like in Florida. They should go to Orlando. In Texas, they should go to, go to Austin. They need to go to Dallas next. And they need to tell these people, hey, you need to let life resume. Life needs to resume and people need to start getting back to things. And if you're not willing to do it because you want to, you want to continue to follow Dr. Fraud Fauci's lies and you want to continue to follow this narrative, which is crushing America, then we're going to come down on you like the hammer of Thor. So Ken Paxton, you've been doing great there. You've been fighting Twitter. You've been fighting big tech. You've been fighting the border. You're fighting Biden. And now you got to fight your own mayors in your own state and you're willing to do it. You get the first Smarty Award of the day, but we're going to follow that right up, guys. With a Dum Dum Award. But this Dum Dum Award is not one you'd expect. This Dum Dum Award actually is going to go to the same state, but a different position. Now, I give props and I give credit every single day to Governor Greg Abbott. Every day for what he's doing. However, Governor Greg Abbott is going to get a Dum Dum Award today. He's going to get one today. Why? Because he, <laughs> he went on TV yesterday. And he sat there, I don't know who was on each side of him, but he started bashing the social media company Gab. Now, I don't have an issue with Gab one way or another. I don't use Gab. I don't know anything about Gab. What I do know about Gab is he is, the, the, the guy who runs Gab is just trying to create a place where there's freedom of speech. That's all. Well, Greg Abbott comes out yesterday and literally puts Gab on blast and says there is no room in Texas for anti-Semitic 
websites or social sites like Gab. Anti-Semitic? What are you talking about? I've never seen anything come from Gab that's anti-Semitic. I've never seen a statement from Gab. I've never seen uh, people on Gab uh, where it's, where it's any, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's people on Gab who are anti-Semitic, but there's people in the entire world who are anti-Semitic. Gab is about free speech. Now here we have the, the governor of Texas coming out and instead of bashing Twitter, instead of bashing Facebook, instead of bashing, bashing all these big, huge companies, he comes out and he bashes Gab and calls them anti-Semitic with nothing to back it up either. He didn't come, he didn't point to anything that would back up what he was saying. So, Governor Greg Abbott, you are not immune from getting a dumb, dumb award of the day. And today, on Live from America, you get one. Now, that's not saying that I don't think you should stay the governor. I think you're a great governor. But why are you saying anything about Gab being anti-Semitic and that there's no room in Texas and that, and that there's no room for Texans to, uh, to have Gab, anti-Semitic social media site, a part of their life? I don't know, man. I know people say Gab is not good. Gab attacks Bongino. I get that 100%. I've seen it myself. Um, Gab's been hacked. So has other places. But I've never seen anything that would constitute you calling them anti-Semitic. You know what I mean? Not one thing. So you can come out and you can say things that are obviously true about Gab. I've never been there. I've never signed up for an account. I don't know really anything about it, but I've never seen anything, no headline, nobody complaining, nothing saying that they're anti-Semitic. So I hope that Governor Abbott wasn't just taking something that somebody posted on Gab and and, and putting them under an umbrella and saying that they're all anti-Semitic. Again, I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat, you you act like a dum-dum, you're going to get a dum-dum award. Okay? Um, I do want to talk about I want to talk about this election fraud, okay? I got to talk about it. I have to. And if, if, if YouTube doesn't like me to talk about it or if other platforms don't like me to talk about it, I got to talk about it. And I, I was taking a walk yesterday because it was like 60 degrees here in New Hampshire and I got cabin fever and I was trying to get out. And I was taking a walk yesterday and I thought to myself about all of this mail-in ballots and all of these drop boxes that we're trying to get rid of and Dominion and all of this. And I, st- I started thinking about all the ways that the left utilizes in order to achieve fraud in an election. And I said, well, wait a minute here. It's not like the Republicans are saints. So if there's a game going on and the rules of the game are set and there's rules of engagement and we know how they're doing this in every way, shape, or form from the top to the bottom, we know how they're doing it. Why doesn't the right play the same game? Not that I would want my side to lower themselves to that kind of... um, uh, to, to, to that kind of uh, way of doing things. But it, like I said, it's not like the Republicans are saints here. The, the, the right and, and the establishment and the elite on the right are, are, are just the same. There's no difference, really. So I'm sitting here thinking, why don't we play by the same game? Why aren't they doing the same thing? If we know how they're doing it and we know the rules, we know the rules of engagement, we know what they're doing, then why aren't we doing the same thing? Because I'm going to tell you one thing, the pockets on the right are deeper than the pockets on the left. You might not, th- and I'm talking about financially, you might not think so, but it's true. It is true. The people that consider themselves right, if you collectively put them together, they're going to have more money than the people who consider themselves left. It's just that the left has positioned themselves over decades and decades with political correctness and social engineering to own everything. That doesn't mean they have all the money. So why aren't we playing by the same game? Isn't that odd? Isn't that odd that we can't play by the same game and do the same thing that they do? 
Now, again, I'm not saying that we should. I'm just wondering why they aren't. If there's corruption on both sides, then why aren't we putting millions of mail-in ballots in the mail? Why aren't we putting drop boxes everywhere? You know what I mean? It's almost, it's almost like the right is enabling the left to do this and not doing anything about it. They're not trying to stop it, with the exception of some, some governors and some, some AGs, but I'm talking about the establishment, establishment as a whole. Think about that. I, I, it dawned on me while I was walking around yesterday. Gloves are off, right? Rules of engagement, rules of the game. Let's play the same game. Let's stuff mail-in ballots by the millions places. Why not? Why not? Let's in these red in these red controlled um, cities. Let's block the block the, the Democrats from 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 watching uh, people counting ballots. Why not? Put up put up cardboard. Don't let them in. Why not? We are, we have more states than they have. There's more red states than there are blue states. Why not play the same game? I just was thinking about that yesterday, and I thought, hmm. Now I get uh, 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 Jackie says because we have Jesus. No, you're right. That's why I was I'm not condoning it. But I think it's very odd since we are corrupt on the right just as much as they are on the left at an establishment level. Why aren't they doing it? Why aren't they playing the same game? You and I wouldn't want to play that game. I get it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, and, and even Wanda says two wrongs don't make a right. You're 100% right. And I agree with you. I'm just thinking that it's odd that we don't see it on the right when we know the right establishment and the elites are just as corrupt. The rhinos are just as corrupt as the swamp donkeys. So, hmm. You never know here. It's a little odd. It is, it is a little odd. I would rather change the game to play the game fairly so that we all play by the f- same fair rules than playing by the same not-so-fair rules. <laughs> it just it was, It's something I wanted to talk about. It's just something that was on my mind I wanted to talk about. And speaking of that, let's talk about some more fraud that happened. Um, this, and again, you, you can't ban me for this because these are, these are facts. 90,000 ballots in Clark County, Nevada, the largest county in the state of Nevada, 90,000 ballots were sent to the wrong address in the 2020 election and have now bounced back to uh, the sender, return to sender, right? That's a major problem, guys. Major problems continue to be exposed from the 2020 election over mail-in ballots. And the one thing that it allows us to do is to fix it so it doesn't happen again. But the fact that they just had 90,000 ballots returned because they were sent to the wrong address lets me know, okay, if 90,000 ballots are sent back, how many million weren't? If you had dang near 100,000 ballots sent back, returned to sender because they had the wrong address on it in the largest county in Nevada, how many weren't sent back to sender? How many were used Maybe 10,000 were used for the same name, for the same address. Who knows? But the fact of the matter is, because 90,000 of them were returned for having the wrong address on them, that should let you know that that's just a fraction of went out that didn't come back that shouldn't have been sent out. Disgusting, right? Catherine says, wait, addresses are posted on the ballots. I know. I know. That's my whole point here. The whole point is how much fraud is actually happening when you surround, when you're talking about mail-in ballots. That's why I said Dominion wasn't enough to sway the election. The real low-hanging fruit, the real problem here 
was the mail-in ballots, the drop boxes, the counting them for a month before and two months after. That was the problem. That's how they were able to do it. And that is why they don't want you pulling on that COVID string in New York as it, as it relates to the nursing homes. That's why they don't want you pulling on that COVID string in Michigan as it relates to the nursing homes. Because it's just like follow the money. It's just like follow the money, guys. Once they start unraveling one part of COVID, they unravel the rest of COVID. And then they get to the point where they say, wait a minute, these lockdowns were never needed. And then they get to the point, oh, this domino just fell. What's the next domino? The mail-in ballot excuse was never needed. And then that is why they want you to, that's why they'd rather have Governor Cuomo uh, quit and resign over the sexual allegations that they keep piling on him rather than the nursing home thing because that takes away their whole house of cards. You see how it all intertwines? It is really, really, really ridiculous and intentional and wrong. Okay? We got a second dumb, dumb award of the day to give away today, guys. And this goes to actual Governor Whitless Whitmore. Because, like, <laughs> remember the other day when we were speaking of the Michigan prosecutor who's actually taking it upon himself to... Um, to research and to investigate if Governor Whitless Whitmore did the same thing that Governor Cuomo did as it relates to the nursing homes and the deaths. Well, ladies and gentlemen, now Governor Whitless Whitmore um, and her state department are flat out withholding, literally refusing to release the nursing home COVID death data. And at face value, what does that look like? At face value, when you are intentionally withholding public information from the public through FOIA requests or any other request that they're doing through courts or anything like that, when you are purposely withholding that information that belongs to the people, then that shows that you are guilty of something. So if you did nothing wrong, Governor Whitless, if you had nothing to do with the same kind of stuff that Andrew Cuomo did as it relates to the nursing home deaths and putting the elderly at risk, then why wouldn't you release the data? Because they're covering it up, but the problem is the truth will always, always come out. The truth will always be revealed you will always be exposed. It might take a little time. Do you remember what your parents used to say when you were younger? Remember your mom saying, you better tell me the truth because I might not find out today. I might not find out tomorrow. I might not find out a month from now, but sooner or later, I'm going to find out. And when I do, that is your, you know what? Remember when your parents used to say that? Same thing applies here. Governor Whitless Whitmore, dum, da, dum, 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 you get the dumb, dumb award of the day today because uh, you, you clearly are not cut out for the job. You clearly weren't intelligent enough to do the job. You don't have a moral compass enough to do the job. And you think that the people that you're supposed to be representing are stupid. But guess what? People of Michigan are not stupid. And they know right where you stand and they know right what you are. And most of them are saying it right here in these comments. But the the end all be all here is just like mom said when you were younger, may not find out today, may not find out tomorrow, but I will find out. And when I do, your you know what is grass. <laughs> oh man, that lady, boy, I don't know who's worse. I don't know. Who would you rather not spend a day with? Andrew Cuomo 
or Governor Whitless Whitmore? Well, I guess that depends on what gender you are. Because if you're a woman, you probably don't want to spend one second with with Pepe Le Pew. We're going to start calling Andrew Cuomo Pepe Le Pew <laughs> because of how much of a creep he is. And he just gets all over women and doesn't... <laughs> Governor Andrew LePew. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> You're right. I wouldn't want to spend one minute of my life with either one of them. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get a we're gonna give a second Smarty Award of the day today. Uh, <laughs> uh, but this is actually really warranted. This goes to someone who truly is intelligent, who truly is very smart. Uh, the, the, the Smarty Award, the second one, and the final award uh, for a Smarty of the day is going to go to Ho, uh, to Javon Pulitzer. I used to I used I used to call him Hoven, but his name's actually Javon. Javon Pulitzer, super intelligent guy, the guy who should be doing all the forensic audits of every uh, election in every state. Um, he made a statement yesterday that I thought was 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 really intelligent, and I didn't really even ever think of this. Okay. He says, and I'm trying to get him on the show, by the way, too. So if you follow him, make sure you say, hey, get on Live from America with Jeremy Harrell. Come on, man. What are you, doing? What are you waiting for? Uh, anyway, uh, he said yesterday that, that a majority of the trolls online, on Facebook, on Twitter, and even, yes, on YouTube, a majority of the trolls that are online are Chinese digital soldiers used to destroy American confidence and at the same time enrich Twitter and Facebook. Now, I got to thinking about that, and I said, man, you know what? That's true. I would bet you that money, and he's done the research, so he's not just going to put something out there like that. And I got to thinking about it, and I said, you want to know something? Our biggest weakness and what will eventually be our downfall as a country is political correctness and this feelings over facts way of society that we have. If we didn't have this ridiculous political correctness that we have in this country, and we didn't live in this feelings over facts society, then we wouldn't have ever had a problem with this kind of stuff to begin with. But what's happening is the CCP, Iran, Russia, and others who hate us, are using our own weaknesses internally against us to divide us and to ultimately destroy us, but to make us self-censor ourselves, to make us argue, to make us fight, to make us fear, to make us afraid to use our freedom of speech. We need to get back to true, good old-fashioned American grit, you know? Now, I'm not, I'm not an advocate for bullying in any way, but there's something to be said about having to been bullied in your life at one point. You know what I mean? Being bullied actually builds character. And we got so far away from that American grit and that tough attitude, even though it maybe bred some, you know, too much bullying here and there. But we need to get back to that if we are to save ourselves from this. Because what they're doing is they're using that political correctness against us. They're using our feelings over facts way of life against us. And what it's going to ultimately do is destroy us from within without even putting a physical person within our borders. It's sickening. It's disgusting. And we need to get back to being able to tell some jokes. 
We need to be able to get back to being able to have some stereotypical comedy because it is what it is. Okay, it doesn't mean you're doesn't mean you're um, racist or a bigot if you have some stereotypical comedy going on. We need to get back to being able to take a joke and 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 take a statement and not go cry in a corner and look for a safe space. We need that American grit back in our country, and we really need to take that by the by the horns and and run with it. Okay, I don't care how many feelings are hurt about it. We can still be good people. We can still even be good Christians, ladies and gentlemen, but not be so politically correct. Life isn't about that. Was Jesus politically correct? I'm not saying that any of us are Jesus, but he was the most furthest thing from politically correct you could possibly think of. He came right into the the belly of the beast and said, you're a hypocrite, you're wrong, you're a liar, you're a sinner, stop being a hypocrite, flipping over tables. Jesus was the ultimate non-political correct kind of guy you know what i mean and just like just like you just said sticks and stones exactly remember that old saying sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me never happened to that i'm rubber you're glue whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you oh governor andrew lepew <laughs> oh my darling come here let me touch you let me touch you let me touch you what is it seven women now Ugh, give me a break. Probably not even true, to be honest with you. Probably just that Democratic smear campaign. Either way, he is a creep, and he does remind me <laughs> of Pepe Le Pew, doesn't he? Anyway, guys, thank you very much for joining in this morning at 11 o'clock for Live from America with Jeremy Harrell. I appreciate you guys. Remember, check out the new Armor of God shirts online. They're right on the front page of JeremyHarrell.com. Sign up for that newsletter. Check out your promotions folder if you're not getting the newsletter and you've signed up for it. And definitely you can listen to all the old podcasts and watch all the old videos and listen to all of my MAGA music, which I'm making two new songs for, by the way, Armor of God and The Art of the Comeback, uh, very soon. You can do all of that right there on JeremyHarrell.com. Remember, guys, there's right ways, there's wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Please, if you're watching this video later, still... Don't be shy. Share it. Sharing is caring. Let your friends see it. I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. Eastern Time for more Live from America. Love you guys. Have a great day. Be safe. And remember, you don't have to be at work. You get to be at work. All right? See you later.